Hello, everyone. Amelia Taylor Hochberg, Arcanex Editorial Manager here. The interview you're about to hear was recorded as part of Arcanex's first ever live podcasting event series, Next Up, held during the opening weekend of the inaugural Chicago Architecture Biennial. As we ease into season two of our podcast, we'll be releasing over four hours of interviews and discussions from Next Up. Stay tuned to hear more about an exciting change to our shows this season and enjoy this interview from Next Up. All right. Hello. Hello. Here we have Francois Roche and Camille Lacadie yeah. of New Territories slash M4 slash formerly known as RSE. You, I believe, change your name every few years. And yeah. I, as you were just saying, this is one of the first times that you're appearing outside of your avatar. You've divorced yeah. your avatar. Can you talk about the moves you make to defer authorship in architecture and to trouble the role, the status of the architect? So first, before to answer to your question, I was a bit troubled by this Biennale. I was extremely troubled as a trauma, a little bit, how the architect had been instrumentalized to fire the user. In a way, when I arrived here three, four, five days ago, it was a lot of homeless here. It was a lot of people in the street which were occupying the situation. I understood that in downtown of Chicago, it was the last part which was opened to every public as a refugee zone. And when the architect arrived to talk about bottom-up, to talk about uh, changing the world, to talk about um, taking care of the people on the side, the organization fired the same people we are talking about to justify our position. In fact, it's extremely uh, troubling that we were used, instrumentalized by the Meyer and all this organization to hygienize the situation and to, to make a discourse as a carnival of activism, carnival of activism over the world, changing, saving Willy, uh, changing the warming of the planet, uh, uh, saving the poor people. But in fact, firstly, we fire the poor people. So I think it's the most drama in architectures. It's the most drama that we are directly coming from the force of the power, from the instrumentalization of the force of the power, and we are the first victim. Normally, our scene should have protest. Imagine the writers, they should protest. Imagine movie makers, they should protest. But the architect, I silent. Extremely silent, blind, deaf, and mute. And you have to protest yourself that we are blind, mute, and deaf about the condition we have been instrumentalized to, I'm sure in five years or in two years, the site will be entirely with the alibis of the cultures, with the pretext and the alibis of cultures, something totally with a Starbucks coffee, a Starbucks coffee or something perfectly clean for the gentrification of the downtown. So I think it's making me trouble. It's making me in trouble. It's making me in trouble that no architect protests against the situation because they are so addicted of their ego trip to appear in public, to produce their own stuff and to justify they are saving the world. They just forgot to take care of attention of the people just on the site, on the situation. Oh, I'm coming cool. I'm, ca I'm calm now. I'm coming so down. It, it, I'm coming down. But in fact, it was, oh, wow, extremely offending. Extremely offending. Definitely. I think it brings the question of exclusion and what can be accepted, what can be allowed in, what cannot be allowed in. And it's also for us in our work, a question of uh, bodies. Uh, we, we work a lot in the shelters we produce. We work a lot with um, amorphous bodies, or bodies that are usually ignored by architects, uh, sometimes with uh, um, obese or dwarfs or, or affected bodies that are corrupted or, or 
used and abused. And so in our, in our work, we not only we shelter them, but we also try to find a sort of extension of these bodies to renegotiate uh, space and uh, renegotiate a relation to, like, to society around or to, to no, the city. Because, because the public space, you're right, the public space is entirely oriented to bodies which are safe, clean, conventional, the perfect bodies. And everybody yeah. wants to reach those perfect bodies. And the anomaly, the singularity of the deformity is rejected. Not only because they are homeless, because they represent a kind of monstrosity, and they are really excluded. And it's interesting that the museum, and Bourdieu, the sociologist, huh, speak a lot about how the museum are principally producing the same system of exclusion as Camille was talking, than capitalism. So the culture is a kind of... Uh, collateral effect of the, and especially here, where we have been used to transform the site in an hygienic zone. So in a way, what we work, it doesn't mean that we don't work with technology. We, everything we've done with robots, everything we've done with computation. When we talk about deprogrammation, we deprogram the code of the robot. We don't try to deprogram the architectures in a kind of fantasy of slum, or in fantasy of discovering the romanticism of the slum, or romanticism of the favela. I think it's extremely criminal to do that. We, we attack the big data how the big data are producing today, the Google, uh, the Google cookies, are producing today's uh, orientation of society, the control of society. So as an architect, we have to go inside the script, inside the code, and modify the code. So it's not so gentle. In fact, we are very nasty, we are very bad boy. <laughs> we are very bad boy, and we work with the dirtiness of situation. Building with shit, with human shit, building with species, with animal, negotiation of anthroposophy, uh, dirty in sense of vulgarity. It's important to reintroduce vulgarity, obscenity, dirtiness in the field of architectures. Mm -hmm. Everything so clean, so, so clean. It's a kind of dreaming of a high people living in the cloud of... Uh, Techno-utopia. Techno... no. Techno-utopia, it's fetishism. Techno-fetishism. So it's very difficult to battle against techno-fetishism, against romanticizing ecology or masturbating ecology. And we know Obama last week was in, uh, in Greenland to make selfie, and at the same time was selling the drilling petroleum to Shell in Alaska, in the Antarctic of Alaska. It's a part of Arctic Alaska. So we have to develop a critical position, but a, production, a producing critical position. This means it's not critical as a clown as I see a lot of architecture producing, I saw the theatrical, the theatralization of activism. Activism has to perform the good consciousness. We are not in a good consciousness. We work with the dirtiness of the society and we want to reveal the dirtiness. Does architecture's inheritance as a ruling structure, if you look at the, at the Greek, does it make it structurally impossible to do anything except for territorialize? Do you have to take an anti-architecture position along the lines of the tie or something? It seems like you're no, but it's, uh, it's, it's exactly what's happened here. It's uh, who belong, who is belonging, who is the owner, who is the owner to ask us to talk, who permit us to talk, who has the authority to authorize our talking. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I, I take a risk. I will never call back invited again in Chicago Biennale. <laughs> the creator makes something wrong, and specifically Grima. Grima makes this kind of activism of politician, political activism, I denounce. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to do at the same time a Biennale and to use the architect to erase, eradicate, hygienize the situation. It's criminal. Would there be anything one could do to recoup the Biennale in your mind? I say Grima. I think Sarah, she is fantastic. 
She is fantastic. The, the Grand Foundation, she helped a lot of possibility of research. She's a fantastic uh, curator. But she has been perverted by this kind of uh, carnival, carnival of politics. Is that something kind of embedded in the idea of exhibiting architecture in a biennial format? Uh, or do you think it's specific to the Chicago? No, it's, it's, specific, to, it's specific to Biennale. Uh, Many architects are coming from the Rem Kula system, which they is doing exactly this performative cynism. Mm. This performative cynism where the PS1 is doing a kind of a entertainment for poor people. Oh, come on, entertaining yourself. It's so good. No, architecture is not entertaining. It's, monstru- it's showing the monstruosity. It's critical. Showing the monstruosity, the violence of the system. It's, co- it's showing, it's constructing with this violence. So we cannot mask. We cannot mask the reality. We are facing the, the vulgarity, the obscenity. And I think to produce obscenity facing the world which is obscene, we could reveal, as Paul Klee, the artist, we could reveal the substances of the error, of the mistake. Architect is used for that, for my opinion. <laughs> so, do you wish that you're, uh, do you think there's a way to demystify that, the way exactly what you're talking sorry? about? Would there be a mode that you could demystify what you're talking about, the, the, the facade of no, but, but imagine, imagine the day of opening where all the freaks, what people call the freaks, coming in and we start, we start to talk. We start to talk just to make a little contact. A very small, it doesn't, I'm not a propaganda of left side, of a kind of commuterism, of mm. kind of a sharing the world in a kind of utopian, stupid romanticism. It's just simple, simple contact, just to use the three days of opening to develop the contact. But no, it was only penguin. Architect in penguin suit, politician in penguin suit. It was a meeting of penguin. No, meeting of penguin which are excluding the people in the street. It's criminal. Camille, any thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the obscenity is, is about not the non-possibility of demystifying it, is that it's, it belongs to the practice of architecture itself. So it's in, instead of ignoring it and, and pretending that it does not exist, it's working with it, with this obscene fact that we are detached from people we work for, we are detached from people we work with, and, and finding ways to address and to include them. Uh, Godard, Godard, of course, the Nouvelle Vague, huh? they were talking about making politically political attitude. Meaning politically, political attitude, meaning that there's a format. Mm-hmm. It's not only to be political, it's to find the format to be political. It's to be the format to aesthetically be political. So when we corrupt the code of the robot to make something extremely dirty with the homeless of Bangkok, where we are working, in fact, we try to find a negotiation of writing. We, we, we use mainly the robot in real sensor interface, meaning that the people are talking moving with a Tourette syndrome, and they affect they the computation. The, the they affect the code. They infect the code. I've seen the video of, of the man who... Well, so people infect the code. The code is not an authority of knowledge coming from science. We have to corrupt the science. We have to dirt the science. We have to pervert the science. It's an obligation for architects. So we have more and more the niche of the architect making discourse of politics, on, on the left side, of course, and right side, you have neoliberalism architect making nerdy, nerdy computation, robotic, nerdy computation. We have to lean the both. We have to click. We have to click technology with revendication, with complaint, with claiming, with production. Can you talk about this in relation to your new uh, project that's in Thailand, the one that you just started the Kickstarter? How is that a, a, in, like a practice of these ideas? Is it? Yeah, do you, do you but in a way, it's, uh, it's, we, we don't know how to negotiate with people. People, everybody spoke about people mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. but in, we, are don't, we don't have people, we have clients. Yeah. Mainly. 
And people, so, client is not people. Client is a top-down system. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how to, to negotiate to the multitude. We just opened the first architectures project in Kickstarters. Uh, before it was some uh, small element. It's a really big project uh, of uh, 15 meters high. And we want to test the desire. We don't know how to reconnect, to negotiate. We talk about negotiation, but I don't know for now. We received feedback, not so well. It's coming, it's coming a little bit growing, but because we don't know how to talk to society. So we could use Kickstarters. We could use here the Tribune you offer to us. Yes. It's to re, reoperate the possibility to talk about something else on architectures to talk something else about professional talking to professional in a kind of a ghetto of expertise. So Kickstarter is something like that. So we do a project it's with... Also, yeah, it's also yeah. putting in question the, the, the question of ownership and property because in a way, the way we make it, it's so that no one is really the owner of this house and it's, it's shared in time and it's also it's going to die after 10 years. So it's non-parent and shared. So there is no owner and... and um, but there is, also, there is also a negotiation with species. Yes, it's an ecosophical, anthroposophical zone where there is not, the, the dweller is not only human. It's also a bird. There's an osmotic exchange between the bird nest soup. The people are preparing, the people are preparing inside the building. In fact, to share a kind of, let's say, anthropo like a Steiner, anthroposophical relation, relationship without domination of the situation. And we are preparing, we are proposing in Kickstarter a building which could be erased for 10 years. Meaning no stratification, no petrification of the architectures. Just an architecture of the passage, an architecture which will die, which has to die. Architectures is, a, is interesting if it's again something, it's not a temple, it's not a pyramid. It's not a, it's something on the passage, something which could survive and die and be replaced by nature again or by something else. So we organize the fact that architectures could be dying, could be disappearing, could be erased. As a Rosenberg painting, we could, we, we anticipate the fact that we could erase our architectures to, I don't know if it's modesty, humble, it's strategy of exchange with the biotop, with, with Kickstarters, with the multitude, and we will fail. Of course we will fail, because it's the first project of Kickstarters, we just opened the door. It will fail, but it, we have to do a second one, and people have to do a third one, and we have to start to renegotiate without delegation of power, without the stop-down system, a possibility of contact, of contact of desire. Architect lost completely this relationship to desire. Did it ever have it? When it arrives, star architect, star architect. In now the, is the death. Yeah, it's a debt. Now it's a debt. It's a debt. It's clearly a debt. We we are ex people are people. Citizens are extremely suspicious about architects. And you're right. <laughs> you're right. We are extremely faking reality, faking problem. You could see we expose the people living here as a user to talk about the user. How oh, you could trust me if we do that? If we participate to this? If finally I participate to this operation of hygienization? So I cannot be. I am like the others, purely guilty. You could kick, cut my dick. Thank you. I, we're, I just got a signal that we're done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you.